Hi, welcome back to me not knowing what I'm talking about, but not letting that stop me. <laughs> All right, we're going to do our tarot part two today. What if this just becomes like a tarot podcast and I just talk about cards I don't even understand every week? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just having such a good time with tarot that it, it gives me the giggles. I just, I really love it. I can't believe I've had this full circle moment where it's probably my favorite thing about like all things crafty, you know, like I'm not that into candles right now. I'm not that into like cleansing out, into using smoke, which, you know, is like one of my favorite things to do. I'm not that into crystals. I'm not that into ritual baths. I'm not that into any rituals, really. There's one I'm about to do. My friend owns this store called Smudged, which, I, hi, this is about which podcast. Um, my friend owns this store called Smudged. It's smudged.co. And she sent me like this goodie basket of all these amazing things. And so one of the things was like a cleansing, oh, what does she call it? like a cleansing spell jar kind of. So it's a spell that has uh, Epsom salt in it. I'm pretty sure it's a sea salt. It's one of them. And then thyme and then French lavender. And you put it into a bowl of hot water. And you add like lemon juice and essential oils and stuff that you want. And you use it to like cleanse your space. So I am about to do that just because she sent it. And I kind of want to dig in with it. I don't know. This like August just started. I feel like Leo season has been bad vibes so far. Again, love Leos. It's just Leo season's not working with me. And so I feel like I want to reset the energy and get August off on a good foot, even though I famously hate uh, August and September. But I think that has more to do with just like it's hot. <laughs> That's why I don't like it. I don't know if it's actually bad vibes. I just don't like how hot it is. But I'm going to, so I'm going to do that. But yeah, like it's, I'm not into anything else right now except for tarot, which I'm obsessed with and I think about all the time. So we're going to get into the minor arcana today. Oh, can I also tell you, so I have a, I'm like really busy this week <laughs> to the point where I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to put out a, like this part two of 20, <laughs> of, of 50, no, 68. How many cards are there? I'm, I have, I don't know anything about tarot. How dare I even put these episodes out? Okay, I stopped to look it up because I was sure it was 58 or 68 and it's 78. <laughs> I do not know what I'm doing. Although I will say um, that's a math issue because I, as we all know, am math dumb. I am numbers dumb. So I just can't like keep numbers in my brain and they are very overwhelming to me. So it's 78 cars. We might have 78 episodes <laughs> on tarot. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about the minor arcana today and Really, I'm just going to pick out kind of more cards that I am particularly interested in as of late and read about them from BiddyTarot.com. I think I talked about this before, but um, one of my aunt's name is Biddy. Her, it's not, this, has, this is irrelevant. I just want to tell you an anecdote. <laughs> my mom's youngest sister's name is Maria, but everyone calls her Biddy because she used to love this book when she was little called Biddy the Hen. And so I've only, like, I didn't know her name was Maria until I was like 16 or 17. It's one of those like South Louisiana things or like deep South things where you just don't know someone's real name for so long. And so every time I think of Biddy Tarot, it just makes me think of her. Anyway, who cares? So yeah, we're just going to go through some cards that I'm really intrigued and interested by. I still am like kind of on this dark side where <laughs> Wait, that's what I was gonna say. So I have I'm actually like really busy this week. Um I have a couple of campaigns to shoot. I still am like putting up stuff from when I was in New York. I have a bunch of vlogs. I vlogs I still need to put out and I have a couple of doctor's appointments, even though I might cancel those because COVID's really bad here and I don't want to be around other people in like indoor spaces. 
and other stuff that I can't remember. Oh, and also I'm writing a book, which takes every second of my life. And I don't know. I get very stressed out about things that really probably aren't even that big of a deal. <laughs> I'm a Pisces. But anyway, I didn't know if I was going to have enough time to actually record another episode this week, but it is storming. It is pouring down rain and it's thunder and lightning. So if you can hear it, I'm sorry. But I was like, perfect, because I'll just record right now. And so I just remembered I was trying to say that because I said darker side. <laughs> so, okay, you know what maybe we'll do since I guess I'm doing the podcast kind of right now again? Um, see, that's the thing. I really just needed something to feel like kind of invigorated by. And then I could come back. I was just, I was, I was felt so stagnant back in March. And I think, of, of course, a lot of that had to do with it being like one year anniversary of the pandemic and it being like my birthday month and feeling like, oh, I just <laughs> wasted a year of my life because people don't know how to act. That's great. So yeah, I had to just kind of come back to life. So maybe we'll do, instead of doing 78 episodes, because now I know there are 78 tarot cards in a deck, shout out to me. Maybe we'll do one per minor arcana because obviously it's way more cards in the major arcana. And I only talked about like two cards last week or three, and it took an hour and 10 minutes. Uh, so yeah, maybe we'll do that. But yeah, okay. I'm doing that thing where I decide real time on the podcast what I'm going to do, which I know you all love to see how the, how the, what is made? What's that saying? I want to say how the beef is made, but that can't possibly be right. How the bacon's made? How the sauce? You want to see how the sausage is made? I know that's really why you tune into this podcast. Uh, yeah, so we'll just do that and we'll start with swords today because like I said, I'm still feeling kind of dark and chaotic and you know that I basically wrote a love letter to the tower card last week, which is so sick. So such a good like indication of where I am with my mental state that the like last third of the episode was me just being like, now let me tell you about the tarot card, about the tower card and why I love it in defense of the tower card. But yeah, I'm still, I'm in that space. Uh, I'm feeling very shadow selfie today. The rain is here. The thunderstorm is here. And there is something about Leo that, for me personally, I do feel like is inherently chaotic. Like Leo season, not, you know, Leos as people. But I do feel like there's some chaos in it because it is controlled or ruled by the sun. And the sun is like this very chaotic, constantly moving threatening to burst, you know, not at any time, but in the future sun and kind of like consume us all. And I do think there's chaos in that. Not that it's bad chaos. I think it's kind of this brilliant chaos. And also, I don't know, fire feels inherently chaotic to me because of how powerful it is. And also because like the power radiates through the flame into different degrees. Haha, <laughs> no pun intended. Get it like fire degrees. But da 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 da. Uh, <laughs> and also the way that it can just jump and go from this tiny little spark to like engulfing a whole area. I just there is a chaos to fire. Again, not necessarily bad, but during Leo season and, and the month of August and into September when it's still hot and we haven't flipped into fall yet, I feel inherently chaotic. So I think with that little bit of darkness and chaos I'm still feeling right now, we are going to talk about swords today because it's the one that's like in the top of my mind. I cannot, I don't know, I cannot stop thinking about swords. And I, I think part of it is, I, I don't know. I think it's like this Pluto return situation. I feel like 
it's my Scorpio rising that's ruled by Pluto. I, I just, SORS is really, really in my mind. Maybe it's because of where we are in the pandemic again and things are just like going to square one. And again, there's chaos in that, that we had solutions and we just were like, no, <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to take the vaccine or wear a mask or stay inside. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Like there's nothing more chaotic than those choices. So, um, yeah, I just, I'm feeling swords and I can't stop thinking about them. And I, I kind of been looking with the tower as well. I feel like there's, it's, this is going to sound very strange. I understand that. Let me say, let me preface. But I feel like there's almost a bit of a seductiveness to those cards. Like they kind of do call to you a bit, especially when learning tarot, this could just totally be an independent experience. I understand that. But because they represent these things that are darker, I there is something that kind of calls to me with those cards. Like the ideas of betrayal, of cunning, of, you know, by any means necessary, of destruction, of, I don't know. There, It, it could again just be speaking to my current mental state. <laughs> I understand that. But I think when learning about anything in the craft, there are parts that obviously there's like multifacets and dualities to everything, right? So in, I would say, 85% of cases of stuff we learn about in the craft, it is darkness and light. And it's not just always that like binary too. There's all these other facets that that come into play and nothing is a hundred percent good. Nothing is a hundred percent bad, right? A lot of gray area in a sense of it's up to the person. It's up to the intention. It's up to the interpretation. It's up to, um, like the receiver, you know what I mean? There, there's all these ways that I don't want to say magic and witchcraft can be manipulated, but it just is transformative and like adaptive would be a better word. It's adaptive and it can be adapted by the person or to the person. And so when I look at those cards, even though like you put down the Nine of Swords and everyone's like, <laughs> no, you know, especially in that's I'll come back to that in a second. But I think there is still like a glimmer of like goodness or a glimmer of like transformation or rebirth in those cards as well. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to them right now. Like, oh, everything has gone to shit, obviously, but it doesn't mean it has to stay that way. It's like, let it's like a confirmation or it's like an acknowledgement or it's a like what to do to get out of it or to stay away from it. So it is, it, it, I, I see good in it, I guess is what my point is. But also just kind of learning about darker things can be fun. <laughs> and I don't mean like very, very like dark, deep, like evil things. I don't mean things like that. But just, you know, working with things that aren't always puppies and kittens and rainbows and dolphin kisses. <laughs> dolphin kisses the thing. You know, when you go to the beach and a dolphin, like if you go to one of those excursions and a dolphin kisses you on the nose or whatever, <laughs> that's what pops into my head. I don't, I think I desperately need to go to the beach at some point. Not this year. Um, but yeah, I, I do, I do like that it's not just surface like, oh, love spells and, and, that's for self-care like there's depth and I think that's what I appreciate about it like I was just thinking <laughs> this is a bad analogy but I was thinking about my handbags and how the handbags that I really love are the ones that are like heavy and feel like there's there's like heft and weight and depth to them and that's what I really enjoy in life even like cutlery 
you know, when you pick up a nice heavy knife or fork and you're like, ooh, this food's going to be so good. That's how I feel about witchcraft and about tarot this time is that the bit of heft and depth and, and heaviness to it, I don't know, I, it feels almost grounding to me in a way. So anyway, we're 12 minutes in. Let's talk about swords today. I, gosh, there's so many to choose from because I like all of them so much. All right, let me pull them up and we will start, I think, with five of swords. Okay, I lied. We're going to start with three of swords because when I opened up my phone, I remembered how much I love this illustration. Um, I know it's not, you know, it's obviously not the same for every tarot deck ever, but something about that heart with like the three swords going through it, it speaks to me. Like your girl is drawn. This is That's what I mean about the seductiveness. Like I'm drawn to this. Am I okay? I guess would be the question to ask. But, you know, like way before learning about tarot and just because this symbol, this this kind of symbol is something that I feel like is very prevalent and just like kind of pop culture. Or if you, again, are watching a TV show or a movie where they read or they're reading tarot, you tend to see this card. So it's something that's very present for me. And I've always really, really liked the illustration, even though I know the meaning is <laughs> something you should like strive for. I am very drawn to this card. Oh, that's the thing I was going to say too. I think the thing I like about swords, like, Three, uh, yeah, three of swords. Um, I think seven of swords, seven of swords, eight of swords, and nine of swords in that area, and ten of swords. I think we're gonna go through them. Is that a lot of them are like dump him cards? <laughs> I think that's why I like it because it is like, hey, this is not the right person for you. This is not the right situation for you. And I know it like sucks and it hurts. And it's devastating to hear, but think about all the light and goodness and the right person that you will meet if you release yourself from the situation. And I think that's why I do like these cards so much because it is about like, yeah, this present moment is not good, like straight up, like this is bad, but think of all the good that can come from releasing this present moment. And that's like so much of my quote unquote ministry, you know, like. <laughs> My ministry is dump him, like get away from, and not him, you know, only, but just get away from, or even romantic relationships, but like get away from this thing that does not serve you. If it is a decision you made, if it's a job, if it's a location, if it's a person, if it's familial bonds, if it's, you know, past trauma, whatever it is, like I am so about releasing and moving on. Y'all know I love cutting things out of my life. I love cutting people out of my life. They no longer serve me. Like it's nothing to me to cut somebody off. I've done it multiple times in my life. I was telling my friends the other day, like that's something, even though I think people see someone that easily can cut people out of their lives as like toxic to me, that's one of my favorite things about myself. It's one of my best traits because I don't allow I don't let people mess with my boundaries at all. Like I'm constantly in a state of protecting myself because you got one time with me and like it's game over. And I don't know. I, and I've had people like to me criticize that and be like, you shouldn't cut people out. You should give people another chance. But that's not how I operate. And I'm really, I really like that. That's not how I operate because I don't get taken advantage of. I don't have to put up with shit. I just don't feel like putting up with, you know, I don't have people that railroad me. I don't have people that that see my kindness as weakness kind of thing. And yeah, so I, that is my ministry. It's like, if it doesn't, if you don't like it, even if you just don't like it, not even that it's harmful, but it's just not something that's on your vibe. It's something that's getting in your way somehow, like cut it out, let it go. So I think that's why I do like swords as well, because they are like a set of dump him cards. And again, dump him being like, 
remove this thing that is blocking yourself. Like remove, remove the obstacles and let your, your happiness and your life path and your destiny come in. So that's my, that's what I wanted to say about why I think I do like these cards aside from the fact that they are like a little seductive to me in a way. Okay. Three of swords, upright meaning heartbreak, emotional. <laughs> I'm saying this so chipper too. Upright, <laughs> heartbreak, emotional, let me be serious. Heartbreak, emotional pain, sorrow, grief, hurt. Reversed, negative self-talk, releasing pain, optimism, forgiveness. Three of swords description. The three of swords shows a heart pierced by three swords, representing the pain inflicted by words, actions, and intent on the emotional and physical self. The dark clouds gathering in the background mirror this pain, but offer the hope that just as the storm clouds will disappear, so too will the pain and hurt you are experiencing. See? Oh, that felt so good to read. Someone out, I listen, I know we all vibe, right? I know we're all on the same wavelength. I know at least one of you needed to hear that. Like I needed to hear it just for confirmation that me loving all these dark cards is okay. <laughs> but I know that there is at least one of you that needed to hear like this too shall pass. And 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 look how beautiful things will be when you're able to to move past this part that is like tearing you apart or like piercing you, you know? Oh, so good. Okay, upright three of swords. When the three of swords turns up in the tarot reading, it signals that you are feeling deeply hurt and disappointed. Your heart has been pierced by the sharp blades of others' hurtful words, actions, and intentions, and they have inflicted intense emotions of pain, sadness, grief, and heartbreak. These, these events are often unexpected and come out of the blue, making them even more painful. The Three of Swords is also about an emotional release. When you have suffered a major setback or loss, now is an excellent time to have a good cry. Expressing your sadness is part of the cleansing process and letting it all out will help you move on to better times. Allow yourself the opportunity to experience these emotions no matter how painful. Cry, shout, or scream at the top of your lungs. Whew. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. Uh, <laughs> feels good. Don't leave things unsaid, you know? Do whatever it takes to express your anger or pain as this will help the emotions flow through and out of you. However, it is also essential that you continue to focus on the path ahead. You may run the risk of becoming so absorbed in the emotion swirling around you that you lose sight of the need to just let go and move on. <laughs> I got chills. Your focus stays locked on the damage when it should be on the recovery. Now it's time to accept what happened and move forward with your life. This is something that I think this is where my whole dump him thing has come from is like my girlfriend's going through relationships with them. Cause like I have had three, like three serious relationships, like years long relationships, but I tend to have most of my like closest friends are in very long-term relationships. Um, but then all of my friends I kind of made like in my LA years were in my New York years, I guess were like serial monogamous Wait, is that what that phrase means? They were all, they couldn't be single. I guess this is the thing I'm saying. Like they were always dating new people, always had new boyfriends, always, they were just never spaces of times where they were single. And then like, oh, someone would ghost you or someone would, you know, just be a jerk or break up with them or whatever it was. And it was like this perpetual state of dwelling. And I didn't realize until I was seeing my, cause like I said, I'm a cut and dry person. As you all know, the guy I was dating when I started this podcast, 
Was I dating him when I start? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't think I was. Maybe. And then we. I have. I have truly. No, I was. We were. Was I? It does not matter. But when we broke up, like done. I don't know if I ever said his name again on this podcast. I don't know if I ever brought it up again. Maybe like in passing to talk about breakups and letting things go. But I don't. I have not spoken to him. I don't know if I've said anything. <laughs> to anyone maybe in that first week and that was it because when I am cut and dry when I'm done I'm done and I didn't so I for me personally I didn't have this conception of like dwelling on things until I saw my girlfriends go through these situations where they just couldn't let it go which made me start to form the idea of like yeah you can be sad and dwell and cry about it but it doesn't affect him he's moving about his life being totally fine and cool and probably doing it to the next girl already so why are you torturing, not why are you torturing yourself, but why are you letting yourself dwell in this place that feels so bad over someone that it doesn't affect if you feel bad? You know what I mean? So I, I kind of started to get obsessed with this idea of like dwelling and sitting in your own misery and not just moving forward. And I think that even pushed me to be more of a forward moving person watching my friends go through that. And so I do, I, I really like that about this card that it's like, you can either stay in this place of like pain and damage and emotional upheaval, or you can understand what this card is telling you and you can move forward from it. Okay. The three of swords comes as a reminder that pain, sorrow, and grief are a necessary part of life. Without pain, you would never experience the challenges you need to grow and develop as a person. Every hardship creates discomfort, which inevitably turns into an opportunity to become stronger, learn from your mistakes and change the course of your life for the better. While the pain may cloud your vision for a time, it will eventually bring clarity and enable you to put the past behind you. Can you see this experience as a learning opportunity? The good news is that this painful season will pass. While the Three of Swords brings hurt and sadness, it is only temporary. You will bounce back. The clouds will dissipate and soon you will have a better perspective on what you can learn from the experience. You can conquer any pain. <laughs> That's so weird. You can conquer, conquer any pain that comes your way. All it takes is faith, self-love. Wow, my what's happening with my tongue today? All it takes is faith, self-love, forgiveness, and time. Ooh, that forgiveness is so strong too. The three of swords often arise when you are taking others' words to heart, which don't. Everyone's out of their mind right now. No one's happy. No one's elevators going all the way to the top. So just ignore everyone. Essentially, <laughs> you may be more prone to internet trolls, workplace bullies, or spiteful strangers. Um, if if you do find that happening, because I've been dealing with a lot of like internet trolls lately, I have uh, very lovingly gotten to a place where I will just report and block. It's it's just not worth it. Someone has tried to come at me about critical race theory, which, oh my gosh, it was one of those things where they thought I was white because they just saw my profile picture. Well, you know, because people think I'm white or I'm like biracial, which I'm not. And, and, and they, well, don't say that well, all biracial people are like half black, half white, but I look like I could have a white parent or like somewhere in the mix, you know? And so the person that I was like responding to, or like I made a comment, they responded to me and they were like, you know, black people like this. Black people like that. They, they don't want critical race theory taught because it, there's so many black people that are so proud of their accomplishments despite racism and slavery. And I, it happens so much that people will tell me what black people want because they don't think I'm black. <laughs> it drives me crazy. And I always, in the past, would come back and be like, okay, well, I'm black. So let me tell you actually what 
black people who are apparently a monolith, by the way. Let me tell you about my black experience. But I, it's that happened, and then something happened with the vaccine. And I feel like people are extra aggy right now, and they want to fight. And so block simply report. Report's important because a lot of people shouldn't have a platform, and it's up to us to pick out the cuckoo birds and make sure they lose them and block because it's, I think we've all gotten to a point where like we have access to all the information we need in the entire world because internet and everyone can educate themselves. And if you really want to go through life with like total ignorance, then it's not like anyone else's responsibility. And so block and delete you don't have to do the work to change one's mind, especially if it's someone that isn't looking for their mind to not even be changed, but to just have an open and honest conversation as opposed to looking to fight and just spew bullshit. So I just wanted to say that kind of is the PSA. I've been seeing a lot of it happening. I've been experiencing a lot of it. Report and block. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. Or it may be closer to home with those you love saying hurtful words to you. Just remember that you do not have to accept their words as truth. They are merely another person's opinion or a projection of their own inner fears and anxieties. Shift the energy by looking at those people with a compassionate heart. What struggles are they going through that they feel the need to throw their insecurities at you? Be mindful too. Why are their words triggering you? Is there a more profound truth in what they've said, one you might not be willing to see just yet? Use these pain points to expand your perspective and see the bigger picture of what is happening here. So yeah, that's why I like this card because even though it can identify pain and heartbreak and struggle, it has all of this uplift to it as well. And it it gives you the work to do to become the better version of yourself you're meant to be and to attract the people that you're meant to have that maybe aren't ready to come into your life. And I don't mean necessarily just in a romantic sense, but like in friends and opportunities and things like that, because your heart is like a fraction of itself or it's still so consumed with like the things that don't serve you and don't make you happy. So I really, I do like this card. Also, I think the illustration's pretty, even though it's like, I don't know, by what? <laughs> I don't think it's pretty. Okay. We're at 30 minutes and we are only halfway through one card. My gosh. Okay, reverse three of swords. The three of swords, wow, the three of swords reverse encourages you to pay attention to your inner thoughts and self-talk. Your words are powerful, mm-hmm. especially those you repeat to yourself day after day. You may be prone to self-criticism, limiting beliefs, and negative self-talk. You may identify with the inner mean girl or boy, that's what this says, or non-binary person who is constantly telling you why you're not good enough. When you hear these negative thoughts come up, ask yourself whether you would ever utter these words to a friend or loved one. And if the answer is hell no, then why are you speaking these words to yourself? Look at how you can shift your thoughts toward their positives to reinforce your confidence. You have what it takes to be the person you deserve to be. Oh, beautiful. You may also be hypersensitive to others' words and need to develop a thick skin. Let go of the hurt that these words are causing you. It will only hold you back and do some self-reflection. What has triggered your feelings and why, and how might you address the underlying issue? For example, if you're upset by your friend's accusation that you are selfish, look within yourself to see where you may be acting selfishly. If this behavior is no longer serving you, then let it go. Let it, let it go. Just bye. Goodbye. Like, blocking and reporting does not just have to be on social media. (laughs) It can be in your everyday life. Block people, cut them off. And I guess, how would you report? Well, I guess, like, tell your loved ones 
what someone has done to you or how they make you feel. And so they can act as a layer or a barrier of protection too. And that they can either literally like defend you, you know, if you feel comfortable with them getting involved with that person and stepping in, but also it, they can be like, well, then don't do that. Don't go back to that person. Don't engage with that person. I mean, it's very the classic trope of, again, like me talking about my girlfriends, of a guy breaking your heart and then texting him and be like, I don't know, just like, I miss you. <laughs> or like he texts you and you respond and you forget about all the bad stuff because you just wanted that like confirmation and you want another chance so bad, you know? And your friends, it's always so hard when you're talking about romantic relationships. And I have this with reading cards too, where I like want to be honest, but then the friend gets mad at you and not the person that hurt them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so basically it's a lesson in listening to your friends and the people that love you and care about you that have always been there for you as opposed to someone that you've known and dated for three months, six months, nine months, and has hurt you in many ways. It's most likely your friends are correct, and that person isn't. Just saying. <laughs> I love how much I give out relationship advice for someone who hasn't dated someone in like two and a half years. What do I know besides everything? Okay, the three of swords reverse can indicate that you have recently gone through a difficult patch. Wait, did I already say this? Yes, okay. A difficult patch in which a relationship has ended or been challenged, a loved one has passed, or you are hurt by a situation that affected you deeply. Thankfully, the reversal of this card suggests that this time has passed and you are on the path to recovery. Realizing that with this, with every cloud comes a silver lining and you have other things in your life which bring you joy. You have reached a point where you can accept the pain and are ready to move forward. On the flip side, the reverse three of swords might point out that you are finding it very hard to move on from a recent loss or heartbreak. This card reveals that you are still suffering from an earlier loss and need to go through an emotional purging to free yourself from the past. Ooh, purge is such a good word there too. You are doing your best to leave this behind and make a new life, but still have a long journey ahead. And that's okay. It's okay if you have a long journey ahead. It's just like that you started on the journey, you know? Because what's that thing? It's like, you're going to live the day regardless. So choose a, choose how you're going to live that day. Like, are you going to stay in that situation that makes you miserable and so desperately unhappy? Or are you going to like take a step out, which still is going to be hard and maybe kick your butt, but it's going to put you on the right path because you have to do the day regardless, you know? And you, if you're choosing from two hard things, choose the thing that benefits you. Uh, duh, 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 where were we? Oh gosh, I need to stop taking breaks to say things. <laughs> oh, be careful that you are not getting stuck in the moment of grief and instead focus on embracing new opportunities. It is always hard to bear the pain of separation or understand why you have been inflicted with such sorrow. Yes. Learn to accept your circumstances so that the healing process will not become blocked. Allow yourself to experience the pain. Give yourself the right to grieve and release the heartache. Open the door to new experiences. When you see the reverse three of swords, ask yourself, in what ways am I suffering? What, oof, did <laughs> you hear that thunder? What am I most sorrowful about? What can I do to release this pain and learn from it? If you are experiencing challenges in your relationships, the reverse three of swords serves as a reminder to be the peacemaker. Always think before you speak, so you will not later regret what you have said. And now, and never be afraid to say you are sorry. What did Dorinda say? Even though I don't necessarily like Dorinda, I think she has a very mean spirit, honestly, that most people can't see. Um, but what did she say? S say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Is that it? <laughs> it's like, just be careful with the words you put out there, especially when you write them out because you can't take them back. And you never know, especially if it's a situation where 
someone is seeking to cause you harm. Like I said, there's so many people that just seem so aggy right now and so miserable and really might want to hurt you. And screenshots are forever. Okay, so let's talk about Five of Swords. Okay, so if you listen to Tarot Talk 1 of 500, uh, you heard me talk about how I was assigning tarot cards to characters in my book and Five of Swords is one of the characters. Well, I'm so sorry if you heard that door slam. My parents are incredibly loud at all times. <laughs> sorry about that. Between that and the thunder, this is some A-grade audio. But yeah, every character has like a tarot card that represents their journey through the book and kind of, you know, them personified. And so Five of Swords is my villain in the book, or I guess not villain, but antagonist would be a better word because all of my characters are women and I don't want to villainize women, <laughs> but I needed someone that could, could represent kind of the toxic side of what I'm writing about. I just, anyway, I'm, I was about to say something about the patriarchy, but I'm just going to chill out. So Five of Swords, upright, conflict, disagreement, competition, defeat, winning at all costs. Reversed, reconciliation, making amends, past resentment. Five of Swords description. In the Five of Swords, a sly-looking man picks up three swords from the ground. He glances over his shoulder at two men, or women, or non-binary people. We don't have to just... My cart, my deck is women, so it's very hard. Or, like, female-identified people, uh, for the most part. So it's hard for me to read these things and be like, men, men, men. Like, boo. And I was just kidding mostly. Okay. He glances over his shoulder at two men who are walking away with their shoulders slouched, conveying a sense of sadness and loss. Two more swords are strewn across the grass, suggesting a battle that has been fought and lost. The sky is cloudy and tumultuous, a sign that not all is well, even though the fighting has stopped. <laughs> Upright five of swords. The five of swords turns up when you have had a falling out, disagreement or conflict, and you are walking away with a sense of sadness and loss. You may be upset and resentful over the heated words you said and now wish you could take it back. Well, that is quite a theme today, isn't it? Bad blood and a general achiness hang over you as your relations have turned sour. Even if you won the argument or came out of the apparent, came out of the apparent victory, you realize that you've lost as much as or more than your opponent. This battle has cost your trust, respect, and dignity and isolated you. As you try to pick up the pieces and set the conflict behind you, you find it more difficult than you thought. Others have lost faith in, faith in you and are keeping their distance. You will need to decide whether your point of view is so important to you that you're willing to put your relationships in jeopardy or if you can compromise and see eye to eye. The advice of the Five of Swords is to pick your battles. You may be tempted to fight every conflict to ensure you get your way <laughs> to prove that you are right. Oh, that one hit me right in my heart, my Three of Swords heart. Or defend yourself when you are feeling challenged or threatened. However, most experts agree choosing your battles wisely is a much better way of life than engaging in every disagreement, which is what I said, report and block. Not only will it lead to a more peaceful existence, but your interpersonal relationships are likely to come out stronger. The Five of Swords can often indicate that you are competing with others on the path to success. This is why I picked this for the book. You see them as threats to your own happiness, and, are, and so you seek to win at any cost. Mm-hmm. That's her. A little bit of me, but that's her. If you have been engaged in a conflict and can see it taking its toll, the Five of Swords is an invitation to apologize. The longer you brood and the more you try to prove you are right, the more challenging the relationship will become. Be ready to make, be ready to say you were wrong and make amends. There's no sense in trying to justify your behavior. Just let it go and move on. Look for common grounds with those who have, you have been fighting with or seek forgiveness so you can put this behind you. 
The Five of Swords may also point to failure. It shows that despite your best efforts, you will likely be beaten and come out as a loser. Ding, ding, ding. Now, the reason I picked this card. If you allow yourself to become disillusioned after your loss, then you will find yourself on the path to increased ruin and torment. Accept your defeat You learn and learn from it. Be smarter and wiser next time. Oh, I can't wait for you all to read this book if you decide to read it. Because I'm telling you, that's... That is her. That's the vision I have for her. And that is like really her trajectory in so many ways. Okay. Also, it's kind of fun to write the worst person. <laughs> I like writing the protagonist because she's, or like one of them, because she's pretty based on me. And I like writing her friends because they're based on my friends. But well, like with massive exaggerations, but I really like writing the like nasty piece of work because it's, it's fun. It's really fun. And it is cathartic, too, to get out all the things that I don't have an appreciation for in, like, my industry through this one character. Anyway, reverse Five of Swords. The Five of Swords reverse speaks for those speaks for those times when you've tried to argue to the end, only to realize that you lose no matter what. This card of reverse is about everyone that's ever tried me on any social media platform, <laughs> ever tried to argue with me about race or feminism or any of those things. You've been pushing and pushing, but whoever is on the other end is not listening, and no doubt they will feel the same. You're both fighting to win at the expense of the other person, and when you're in the oppositional position, you end up feeling awful, win or no win. It's just like, is it worth it? I guess is a big question with this card. As a card of conflict, tension, and disagreement, the Five of Swords reverse shows that you want this period of fighting to be over so you can forgive and forget, and then focus your energies on more constructive activities such as restoring your relationships back to normal. You realize that there can only be losers in the battle and want to move on. At times, the Five of Swords reverse can express conflict in your life that you have tried to walk away from but continue to follow you. For example, there may still be an ex in your life making things difficult, bleh, boo, and it may prevent you from moving on to new relationships. So long as conflict, tension, or raw emotion are at play, avoid this person or situation. Similarly, the reverse Five of Swords can suggest that an old wound has been reopened and you are experiencing the fear and tension associated with that memory. You may be particularly worried that history might repeat itself and that you could be hurt again. Aim to forgive and forget so you can indeed move on. That's why I like this sword suite so much because even though it is harsh, it is about growth and it is about moving on and it is about propelling yourself forward. Like there's so much hope in these cards. I really, really like them. Also, I do realize as I'm saying that, that I am kind of talking about the planet of Saturn, which I have dragged multiple times on this podcast <laughs> to other platforms. And maybe I, I should give Saturn more of a chance because it really is like tough loving you into the lessons you need to propel you forward. Got it. Okay. I'm sorry. I You know what? I take back all my Saturn. I don't take back all of it, but I, I will take back a third of it <laughs> this time. There may be residual resentment following a recent or past argument with someone close to you. You've, you have had some very challenging and heated conversations together, and you still harbor negative emotions from these discussions. If the conflict remains unresolved and un, <coughs> unaddressed, wow, sorry, it may be impacting your ability to create a harmonious relationship. The Five of Swords Reverse suggests that after a period of conflict, you are ready to move forward with your life and create positive change. Bring your energy back within and ground yourself. Come back to that beautiful, soulful person you are and ask yourself, how can I help create a win-win solution here? It may mean a compromise or it might be time to move on with your life. This is your opportunity to apologize, ask for forgiveness, and make amends so you can move on and create a more fertile ground for new ideas and collaborations. So 
even though I have this card representing this person that I'm like, yuck. <laughs> it there again, there's goodness to it and there's redemption to it. And I think that's important. You don't want to have someone that's just hundred percent bad. Okay. So let's go on to, I think I'm just going to do one more cause we're at 40 minutes. Should we do seven of swords? Should we do nine of swords or should we do 10 of swords? Let's do. Hmm. Okay. Let me jump off so I can decide. Okay. I was, I'm, I still don't know if this is the right one. <laughs> I, I'm not, I want to do seven of swords, but I'm not going to, cause that's the other one I was thinking about for this character. So I'm like very called to this card right now. Um, but it does have kind of closer facets to the five of swords when we're talking about kind of like being very strategic, being very cunning, like getting away with things, betrayal by any means necessary again. So I think let's do 10 of swords because it is so dramatic. I mean, you're literally dead to the bed with swords just running down your back like a stegosaurus. So yeah, let's, this is, this is dramatic. It is fully storming. I hope I don't lose power. This might be the right card for right now. <laughs> also, if we're ending the episode with another card, this might be the... We might not be able to do anything because this is going to be heavy. Okay. Ten of Swords keywords. Upright. Painful endings. Deep wounds. Betrayal. Loss. Crisis. In the modern witch tarot deck, which is the one I have, um, it's a young woman and she has, I think, her cell phone in her hand and all the swords are in her back and she's like looking at her phone and she's like, everything is fine. <laughs> just, I love that. I love it so much. Okay. Reversed recovery, regeneration, resisting an inevitable end. The 10 of swords shows a man lying face down, apparently dead with 10 swords in his back. Whew, rough stuff. A red cape drapes over the lower half of his body as a sign of dignity as he leaves this world. His yes, this world. While the dark sky is ominous, the sun is rising on the horizon, bringing a renewed sense of hope and opportunity. The calm sea in the background also brings solace, suggesting that even in times of darkness, there's a sense of peace and calm to be found. See? All <laughs> the swords kind of have happy endings. The Ten of Okay, upright. The Ten of Swords marks a painful yet inevitable ending. For example, a relationship may come to an abrupt end, your job may be cut, or a contract is broken. It is as if the ending has come out of the blue and rocked your world. You could have never expected it, but now it is, it has, wow, but I've been reading too long, but now it has happened, cutting you to the core and leaving you feeling as if the world has crumbled in around you. You are grieving the pain of this shocking loss and wonder if you will ever love or find work or trust again. When the Ten of Swords appears in the tarot reading, you may be the victim of another person's betrayal or deceit. You feel as if you have been stabbed in the back and are reeling from someone else's actions. Your partner may have cheated on you. A colleague may spread nasty rumors about you or a family member has betrayed your trust. The pain inflicted runs deep, not because what they have done is hurtful, but because, you know, <clears throat> sorry, there goes my voice, but because you know deep down that this marks the end of your relationship as you know it with them. Oof, that's so poignant. Along with feeling the pain, you may grieve the loss of the relationship. That is so, oh, that's so deep because I think that is a thing that is like actual betrayal not that you cheated on me, but that our relationship will never go back to what it was before. I mean, it can be a very close approximation if that's something you're willing to forgive, but I'll always, it's like you're, you're, something's been stolen from you. It's like you've been robbed of something that you can never get back that you hadn't offered up in any way. It's because of someone else's choices and decisions 
that your life becomes a fallacy or a lie, you know? And that is what hurts about things like that. It's not that someone went behind your back and stole money from you. You know, it's that you'll never be able, and someone you like loved immensely and deeply, a friend, a family member, whatever, you'll never be able to look at that person with the same love and trust again and the same conviction in them. And that's what they've really taken from you. It's not what they stole tangibly. It's like what they stole from the way you're able to have this person in your life and able to see them. Oh, betrayal is so deep. Okay. The Ten of Swords can suggest that you are taking on the role of victim, hoping others will pity you and save you from despair. You cannot change the actions of another person, but you can change how you respond. Even if you've been harmed or betrayed, you now have a choice to pick yourself up and move forward with your life rather than falling down in a heap, hoping someone will take pity on you. In that way, the Ten of Swords is about letting go and accepting your current circumstances. You no longer resist change, but allow it to happen even if it causes initial pain and hurt to you. You recognize that there must be change to facilitate renewal, and you will allow it to occur rather than fighting it. Just like, just like go with it. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like how much worse can things get? Maybe let me just stop fighting it and like, let me just go with it because like it can't get worse here. Like what, what are we doing? Yeah. It's change is not always, it's not usually easy or fun, but it does. It allows you to get to a better place. Eventually the good news is that the 10 of swords marks the final ordeal. No more pain will come to you from that source. The hour is darkest before the dawn, and you must experience the full impact of what has happened before you can move forward and start over. Is it going to be easy? No. <laughs> but will the ordeal last forever? Also no. Pick yourself up off the ground and reflect upon what happened to you and why and what you can learn from this experience. When you do that, the hurt and pain will fade and you will soon see why all of this needed to happen so that you can evolve into your fullest potential. The pain and hurt you endured will not go, not have gone without purpose. Use the positive power within you to learn from the pain and draw wisdom from defeat. I think that is so incredible that to not dwell in pain and experience pain and go through all of these like horrible chapters in life without having a purpose to it. Like that, I won't say it makes it worth it, but it is kind of like a fulfillment in the end, as opposed to just like, that's why I get so stuck about like, like pain that we kind of dwell in and and get obsessive with for ourselves because it again it doesn't ever hurt the other person it just hurts us and so like what is the purpose in the pain that's just hurting ourselves but if there's pain that you have gotten in dealing with other people then that pain it does propel you towards something else I have said propel so many times today I don't know what's going on with me in that word and so again it's not worth it but it is something that becomes fulfilled in the end. Whereas pain that we're inflicting on ourselves, we can get, it's much more like dangerous, I kind of feel. Okay, so reverse Ten of Swords. The Ten of Swords reverse indicates that you are combating an inevitable change or ending because, or ending because you are not ready to face up to what is happening. However, the more you resist, the more the situation will continue to drag on. So it's time to rip off the bandage, however painful that might be, which, ouch, it does hurt to rip off bandages. And get this over with so you can start fresh. Oh, I like that energy. Just get it over with. Trust that everyone is trust that everything is happening for a reason, even though it may be difficult to understand what you are going through. Know it is leading you to your personal growth and regeneration in the long term. Similarly, the Ten of Swords reverse may represent an old situation that ended badly. You're still carrying around wounds from it, 
but have buried them so deeply that you do not realize that they are still present. Ooh, that hidden trauma and hurting you. Those old pains need to be dealt with once and for all. It may be difficult to delve back in, but it's the only way to release yourself from this pain and allow it to pass from your life. The reverse ten of swords encourages you to reevaluate your circumstances and let go of any aspect of your life that is no longer serving you. Rather than dwelling... <laughs> I did not plan this. Rather than dwelling on your painful past, it is essential to look ahead and realize how these events free you up to reshape your life and choose a new direction for yourself. You can free yourself or or your past and create a new sense of self. Finally, the Ten of Swords reverse can appear as a welcome sign that the pain and sadness you've been feeling is ending. When upside down, the swords in the man's back look like look to be falling out, releasing him from the pain and hurt he has been suffering. You are releasing the memories of the past and allowing yourself the opportunity to move forward with a sense of renewal and hope for the future. So yeah, that is why I like the sword suite so much. I think aside from like kind of the inherent darkness of it, which I am drawn to, I, I like the hope. I like there's a lot of balance and swords, which I'm sure is as the more I get into the other suites, I'll see balance throughout. I was doing something yesterday where I had to reference, oh, it was two of pentacles. And, you know, that card is very much about balance. <laughs> Literally, like you're trying to yo-yo these two sides of the, the two pentacles you're holding. Um, and, but it was about looking at priorities, responsibility, you're someone that has taken on a lot and like a schedule would do you really good. Uh, being practical, getting a to-do list, stuff like that. And I'm Finding a little bit with, because did I talk about this last week with pentacles, how I'm not really connecting with it? And I, which is strange because I do like pentacles is a lot about practicality uh, in a lot of the readings, like, you know, financial stability, financial gain, like material things, success, um, and like being practical and responsible, which is strange because I am an extremely practical person. And the way that I deal with and manage my life, um, I'm practical to a fault almost where I have a hard time letting my, which is ridiculous considering I'm all water, but I have a hard time letting my emotions rule me. And I also have a hard time letting other people's emotions be like a determining factor in a situation in particular, like I'm helping my parents with some stuff right now. Um, and they both tend to go a bit more on emotion and I tend to have more coldness <laughs> and I understand that I, I do have this kind of cold, practical, very analytical side to myself. And so I do find it curious that I'm not really feeling pentacles yet. Also, I feel so strange every time I say pentacles because I feel like I'm actually saying tentacles, <laughs> which I don't think I've actually said, but I, I don't know why it feels like as it's leaving my mouth, I'm saying tentacles every time. Uh, but yeah, I was I was looking at two of pentacles yesterday, and I, I I do like that the message was about balance and about you know not making things easier on yourself by prioritizing things and and not letting yourself get into struggle. But I think because of the practicality that I'm finding in that suite, that's why I'm not so into it. Whereas with swords, it's so dramatic. <laughs> I think that's why I like it. It's pure D drama. It's. It's life and death and betrayal and, and dwelling and, and coming back from it and hope and light on the horizon, all of these like major themes. And so, yeah, I, I, I do. I like it. Your girl just likes a dark card. What can I say if that's something I've learned through this tarot journey so far is I like the drama of it and I like the massive change. But I talked about that too. I think in last week, I am a person of extremes. I want all the good. Well, 
not say I want all the good or all the bad, but I want to be experiencing all the time. Like I, something I was talking to my friends about recently is like, I'm so bored and it's not, Oh, like I'm sitting at home now I'm bored. Cause like, Oh, just watching TV or whatever. Like I don't feel stimulated by anything going on around me. And a lot of that is of course the pandemic, but it's also just, there's just nothing happening anywhere. Like people, I don't feel like, not to be like it's up to other people to entertain me but it's not but you know like even just celebrity gossip and drama like I'm really into that because it's stimulating because there's like oh this is happening this is so dramatic like how much fun is this or you just you just feel something about it but you know celebrities are being pretty chill aside from Ben and Jen like thank goddess for them they are really delivering for all of us that love pop culture and even just getting on Facebook and Twitter, like people are just doing the same things they always do and I don't know I just want something to come and shake things up and let me say that with a caveat of I want things to be shaken up in a good way not in a bad way but I just want a jolt I want even if it is that now that I want to call it to me but even if it is that feeling of a sword piercing your heart or like a sword the heaviness of a sword being carried away or even a sword like piercing your shoulder it just you feel alive and I like that because I do tend to dwell in, in extremes and I am so bored right now. <laughs> like, and again, it's not like I'm bored with doing this episode or I'm bored with doing my work. I'm just, I feel like life is boring, which also sounds strange because we're in the middle of a pandemic, obviously, but like it's put us into a pattern of like constantly repeating every day too, which I think is why I'm feeling these feelings of boredom. When I was in New York, oh my gosh, it was the first time I felt like a human in 18 months, 16 months. And of course, you know, now I can't do that again because Delta variant is raging, but <laughs> you know, get your shot, wear your mask. Um, but yeah, I'm so bored. And so I think that might be another reason aside from <laughs> the seductiveness of swords that I find that I'm so drawn to it because there is a lot happening. Even if I'm not actually tangibly reading other people or even reading myself, I'm just purely learning it is still like a swirling storm of all of these things that are possible and all of these meetings that are happening and all of this light and dark and all of this opportunity and all of this hope, but all of this darkness and betrayal at the same time. So it's basically like my personal telenovela and that's what's keeping me going because I'm so bored right now with well, so many things. Everything is everyone's being so boring and it's not our fault that we're being boring because it's what else are we going to do? You know, I'm just bored. So anyway, I'm uh, this is another just unwell, unhinged episode of me going on about tarot cards and kind of going through my journey with you. And we'll go into other suites. Honestly, I want to pick up with more sword because I still do want to talk about the seven, eight, and nine of swords. And I also want to talk about the the king and king of king. Wow. It's time for me to sign off. I also want to talk about the queen and king of swords. <laughs> and even like let me stop. I'm getting ahead of myself. So I don't know. We may do like one more sword next week, but we may just pick up with, I'm thinking cups. Let me know. Do you want to do cups next or do you want to do wands? Wands. That's the one. See, I, I even kind of forgot about it. Pentacles, like I can kind of get into, but it, it's, it doesn't have the like va-va-boom of cups and swords. You know what I mean? But wands, I just, I don't even know anything about wands yet. So we'll have to do that one together. <laughs> I think I know the ace of wands. Let me not lie. It's, it's an hour. It's time to, we got to wrap this up. 
Okay, so <laughs> I love you all so much. Let me know, again, your tarot thoughts. Share your spreads. Tell me your favorite cards, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to do next. If we, I think I'm going to do cups just because I really like cups too, uh, obviously. <laughs> um, but I can get into pinnacles or wands if y'all want that instead. Or if you want to do more swords, if you just want to do 18 episodes on swords, I'm happy to do it because oh, I love, just love them. I love them. They're so, ugh, they're so treacherous, <laughs> which isn't a good thing, but I just like them. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. And I love you and blessed be and talk soon. Cause who knows when I'm actually putting out episodes that just when I, when the spirit moves me, <laughs> when the cards tell me to, I'll be here. Okay. Love you all. Mwah. Goodbye.